So, there isn't a lot going on in the sports world this week, so what am I supposed to talk about? Pete Rose? Sorry, I'm too young. Training camp? Too soon. The Shark versus Michael Phelps? That's too dated. Or does the world really need a Sharknado 5? Yes, yes it does. This is the Big Frank Show. Let's get started. Welcome to the Big Frank Show. Oh, man, that's irritating. I hear you. Oh, good for you. I'm not an idiot. I, well, I know some people might think that, but like... So we're going to open up today's show with a little uh, Phillies action, if that's what you want to call it. Uh, they, the Phillies traded Howie Kendrick, Pat Neshek, and Jeremy Hellickson all to different places, and they got some low-level prospects. I'm here with baseball analyst Vinny D, and we're going to talk about the prospects in the Phillies organization, why they are not up here in MLB right now. So uh, we're going to start off with Reese Hoskins. I mean... Tommy Joseph is an okay first baseman, but we want to see this Reese Hoskins guy in the MLB, right? Tommy Joseph, when he gets on a hot streak, he's very good. Reese Hoskins been playing okay. Not not as good as last season, though. I mean, last season was really great. I mean, him and Dylan Cousins in a double-A, that's just really pr- some outstanding hitting from them, too. Also, J.P. Crawford, the supposed-to-be shortstop sensation, uh, he's been all right, not very good in triple-A. Vinny, tell us more about that. Um, yeah, not really. He's not going to beat Freddie Galvis out defensively. Freddie's been doing uh, average hitting. Uh, uh, high note, though, J.B. Crawford hit it uh, inside the park. Uh, grand slam. That was pretty sick. Um, at, uh, you know, in uh, 2K, that's what you call an ankle breaker before he, he slid into home. <laughs> okay, so on that note, we're just going to stop talking about the Phillies. Took flight and rose above all. He changed the game and became a legend. Recently in the sports world, uh, Michael Jordan's been talking some, and uh, he said that. LeBron James is worse than Kobe Bryant. Now, in my opinion, I still think LeBron James is the better player, despite how many rings each player has. But we're here with uh, Jacob from last week's show to talk us a little more about that. Jacob? Well, the only reason that Michael Jordan put Kobe above LeBron is Kobe Bryant has won five rings, LeBron has three. Yeah, I think uh, LeBron James is more of an all-around player, though. I think he's better defensively than Kobe. But maybe Kobe's the better offensive player, but I still think... If we're, if we're reserving the defense, then LeBron James is definitely your better player there, right? Yeah, but I think I'm going to go with Kobe on this one. All right, so we're going to do Markel Fultz versus Lonzo Ball. Uh, who's better? Who would you rather build a franchise around? I'd rather build a franchise around Markel. Now, I think, I think that's a good option. I mean, but I think Lonzo Ball is the better player to build a franchise around. I mean, maybe Markel's the better player, but I think Lonzo's the player that you want to build your franchise around, definitely. So, Jacob, why do you think that Markel Fultz is the better player to build a real franchise around than Lonzo Ball? Well, Lonzo Ball has a lot of bust potential. His jump shot is unorthodox, and we'll see with these full-court passes. 
Now, what makes you think that Markel Fultz doesn't have any bust potential? He has bust potential, but he's a more polished player. He runs the pick and roll better. He's a better shooter. Now, in Summer League, for instance, I know it's not like big NBA or anything, but we saw a little glimpse of Lonzo Ball, and he can, he'd score a little bit, not too much, but he's passing just as great as he did in NCAA, and uh, he can get boards because of his height for a point guard, right? Yeah, the competition at point guard is fierce as well. In Summer League, he was playing a bunch of dogs. Now, and here's the thing. So if Markel Fultz isn't able to score in the NBA, which I'm sure he will at some standard, but if he can't, then what is he? He's a very good ball handler, and you can expect him to get a little amount of turnovers and a good amount of assists. Yeah, but if that happens, how much will that affect the Sixers lineup? Like, what will it do? I don't know. I mean, you could always move Simmons to the power forward position, or if his jump shot is actually good, you could play him at the small forward position. Okay, so one more thing. Um, who's the better player, Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid? At the moment, Joel Embiid for sure. Now, in the future, let's talk about the future because that's basically what the Sixers are all about, the, pretty much. I, I think Ben Simmons is going to be the better player. I think, can you agree with that? Yeah, I can agree with that. I mean, considering Joel Embiid's injuries, I mean, Ben Simmons will be injured here and then, but not as much as Joel Embiid. Ben Simmons, I think, is just a better all-around player. I mean, he can get boards, he can pass, he can score. Um, Joel Embiid, he's, he can score. I mean, obviously, he's not passing because he's a big man. I mean, he might still, but rebounds, he had a little trouble with it last year for being a big man for and for being 7-3. Yeah, I think... Uh... Joel Embiid was dominant in almost every game he played last year. So if Ben Simmons can do that, I think it's a good argument to have. It's a process. Taylor stamps up in the pocket. He's going to run. Kyra, 25 at the 30. Dalton hands it off to Giovanni. Okay, so we're going to go into some fantasy football action. And uh, here next to me, we have Vinny D. He's back. Uh, so he's going to give us some info on the fantasy football right now. So, uh, what's some news going around? Uh, today, Sterling Shepard uh, carted off the field, which uh, seemed to be pretty severe, but it actually isn't just a sprained ankle, nothing big. Uh, Will Fuller, who's on my team, of course, uh, broke his collarbone. He's going to be out five to eight weeks. Not very helpful. Actually, two or three months, you know, same thing. So, there you have it. Um, so, Vinny, who's your, uh, if you have a point perception, like, let's just say, who's your number one pick? Uh, that's very tough, actually. Um... You know, a uh, nice sleeper would be uh, Giovanni Bernard. Uh, might not, he might not get a lot of carries, but he does get uh, little dinker passes and all that. Uh, and I recommend a number one pick. Uh, David Johnson's there. I mean, he gets receiving yards. He gets rushing yards. He's uh, pretty darn good at both of them. Also, uh, Philadelphia tight end Zach Ertz doesn't get a lot of uh, touchdown passes, but he does get a lot of receptions. I mean, he might get hurt maybe, like, one or two games because that's what he was last year, I'd say. But he gets you good points when he's there. So uh, keep your eye open for him, too. So how about those uh, rookies coming into the NFL? Uh, what impact are they going to make on the league? Um, out of uh, Leonard Fournette, Christian McCaffrey, Joe Mixon, and uh, Dalvin Cook, I'd say Leonard Fournette's probably going to be uh, your number one out of them. Christian McCaffrey... Probably two or three uh, with Dalvin Cook, same thing. Dalvin Cook's probably going to be a starter in um, Minnesota. Christian McCaffrey, probably going to be there later in the season, uh, starting-wise. 
And Joe Mixon is going to have a hard time. Three backs is going to be harder. And uh, Corey Davis, probably, I think he's going to have a good season with uh, Mariota. Hopefully he's coming back healthy. And, yeah. So, Christian McCaffrey. So, people are saying he's the most athletic player in the draft. Do you agree with that by any standards? I mean, to a certain degree, yeah. And one last thing. Um, so, Vinny D, what are your sleepers for the NFL season? I mean, uh, this is uh, like a deep sleeper, like a five-hour nap sleeper. I hear you. I mean, why? Why would you? Matt, Matt Collins, a uh, wide receiver for Philadelphia. Uh, they say he's not uh, in the top three. <laughs> Wait, Sorry, I lost it at Philadelphia. I thought this guy was an expert. I thought this was an expert. <laughs> So, folks, you know it's a short week when it's a sports show and we're going to be talking about sharks. Well, it's Shark Week or Sharknado 5. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, you know it's a real slow week in sports if we're going to talk Shark Week. But what did you feel about the, the race, the big race uh, that, in Shark Week? That disappointed me. Um, I thought Michael Phelps was actually going to race the shark. I mean, I don't know if I'm stupid to believe that, but um, it's CGI and it just really took the magic out, you know? I mean, yeah, I, I think if they were actually swimming next to each that other... That wouldn't have ended well, I but... I don't think the race would have finished. I think he would have stopped Michael Phelps along the way, and it would have been a mess, I think. Yeah, but he's a good swimmer, so he'd probably get out of yeah, it. Yeah, he could. He could. It was, it was mildly interesting, but... Uh, you know, some other aspects of uh, Shark Week. How was how that disappointing for you? Well, it just didn't do it for me this year. I mean, it's the same stuff. They, it, It's the same stuff on every show. I mean, they're talking about whether it's how fast the shark swims, how deep they go down. It's just the same thing. I mean... There was no Megalodon or anything this yeah, year. Yeah, I mean, like, the oh, weird stuff, you know? The weird stuff, yeah. Maybe we just... Didn't... Like, you know, I don't want to be the guy to say it, but I don't want more shark attacks. I mean, I don't like watching people die. But they're not dying. I mean, it's a good story, you know? They come back. They come right, back they strong. only lose yeah. a limb or something? Yeah. 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 And uh, Sunday night, folks, is Sharknado 5. <laughs> the revenge, or what is it? Who cares? The global swarming. <laughs> global swarming. Yeah, that? so it's Sharknado 5, and I didn't think we'd get the two. Um, so, again, there's not much to talk about this, so sports week. But Sharknado 5, I mean, it's been an interesting series. It's not a very good series. But it's funny because it's stupid, which makes it good. It's absolutely pointless and a waste of time. That's why in times, troubled times such as these, we need Sharknado. But everybody needs something pointless in their life. And that's what this movie really gives to you. Yeah, something most... pointless to enjoy. Thank you for listening to The Big Frank Show. That's all the time we have, unfortunately. Um... I'd like to give a thanks to our guests, Vinny D, who was our baseball analyst. Oh, that was terrible. Nikki D on the drums, his brother. And, of course, our reliable basketball analyst, Jacob. Again, thank you for listening to The Big Frank Show. (laughs) 